Hey, everybody, GCR here. Take off your pants and pour yourself a drink. Get ready to enjoy some GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Ah, there it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. That was ill time. Episode three hundred one of the Live Podcast. I am your host GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Base. Uh, it's Nico and Cartoon Joe. Uh, We're all using this... our real names tonight because, for the first time in a while, we've got distinguished guests. Yes, so, yes, gotta... guests, and also for the first time ever, guests will come in. After the plugs. Uh, oh, ooh, nice. Yeah. Ain't <laughs> that something? Coming in hot, as you will. <laughs> the hot route, as it were. It's mm-hmm. been hot route. Hot route. Hot it route. has been a hot minute. Well, we, uh, you know, mm. we have. Uh, my face. <laughs> there's, some, there's some preamble, you know, before we record. And uh, Rob came on just, just all a tither. <laughs> yeah, was he lathered? All Cock- tizzy. Cockles up. He was like one of them. He's like a secretary bird. A cockney. <laughs> what? Yes. They made a movie right. about that, right? That was the horse that ran the way? No, that's Secretariat. Never mind. That was the horse that the ran away. The horse the that run the way. The way, yeah. The horse right. that, the horse that the ran way. away. You know, the thing. You know, the oh. thing. Do good, the thing. <laughs> sure. The horse that ran the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got that's a, this that's, is the way. That's, that's, that's the second. <laughs> this is the hey, way. hey, listen. Let's speak about some casting news for the Mandalorian. If we oh. ever, if we ever get to see it, because it, it may never get finished filming if the world ends. Fair point. But I Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. As yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Pumped. Absolutely about that. That's been my fan cast for for years, for before the Mandalorian was a twinkle in anybody's eye. I don't even think I thought about it. It was just something I knew would happen deep down in my heart of hearts. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that I, crazy? I could not be happier for it. I was. I don't know. I I was picturing like a Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I, that's why I don't get to talk much. <laughs> well, Jennifer Love Hewitt was cast in the Mandalorian, nineteen ninety nine. That makes sense. That does check out. So it's kind of like those things you can find where, like, if the Avengers were done in the seventies, and you got like Burt Who Reynolds, was Burt Reynolds? As Tony Tony Stark. Of yeah, course. for sure, without Match. a doubt. But but <laughs> Tony Stark back whenever he had that dope mustache. So you got Burt Reynolds, you got Lou Ferrigno, you've got uh, who else is who is in that? If it's if it's seventies cast, mm. I can I can hold on a second. Which I, I, which Kurt Russell lookalike plays Thor? I think they have somebody did this already, right? No, we don't want to use anybody else's work because there's lesser. Uh, Can you think of other actors from the seventies? Yeah, so who was uh, uh, Gene Wilder would have to be in there somewhere? Is he Doctor Strange? Yes, Probably, no, that's yeah. actually an excellent Doctor you, Strange. You need uh, you got Richard Pryor as Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got where's Jan Michael Vincent and Fred Dreyer fall into this? Oh Somewhere. man, 
the seventies. See that who's Bron- Charles Bronson? Who's he? Charles Bronson. Uh, he plays the Mandarin. <laughs> no, that'll work. Because they in the seventies uh... in the seventies they would have they would have flexed Charles Bronson into an Asian man. They really would have. They could pull that off. Who's Cap in the day back then? Who was a uh... Uh, in the seventies, probably would you have done like a uh, Paul Newman? I don't think he. Don't he think he's, more, he's more. He's more. sixties though, isn't he? Or is yeah. he? He's a seventies actor. I feel like I'm missing out on like some some key. Yeah, like a like a Steve McQueen. What was he? Something dead. Definitely Gene dead. Hackman was a big thing in the seventies. He was. Yeah. We'll do this some other time. <laughs> Could you have done like oh, a young Robert Redford as Cap? I don't. He doesn't have like. He doesn't. I'm, I'm trying to think who had like a physique in the seventies. Was Tom we, Selleck a thing yet? Could he have Tom, been Cap? Oh, Tom Selleck would have been a great Cap to Burt Reynolds. Uh, Is that how we're gonna do it? I think Tony we'll Stark. Yeah. I fucking speaking of Tom Selleck. Uh, <laughs> oh, segue. <laughs> uh, three men and a baby and three men and a little lady are on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, one is good, one is not. Um, I, I, I kind of miss my man. I think my man Gutenberg. You miss Goots, re- don't you? He needs a revival. He needs he needs his Pulp Fiction moment. I kind of want to bring because Ted Danson is kind of riding out high right now with the Good Place. He is. I'd like to see him just. I'd like to see them all just reprise their role with like three men and a grandbaby. Be better than whatever modern day actor they'd plug in. Because I'd like to see. Because even Selleck's on TV now with the. He never left. With my father, my father's favorite show, Blue Bloods. I've been sitting here talking for like ten minutes. My mic's been on mute. Nice. I thought I was going to say you have been oddly. um, You've had uh, stoic. Sort of. I had just no opinions. I've on... been, I've been, quip, I've been quipping away. <laughs> You've had no opinions. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's been in five films this year. I've never heard of any of them. this year. This like year, twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! It's been no. It had, there was no way. I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb. Nice. I guess. What were the names? It's on a running twelve. It's not in twenty. Okay. It's okay. On a running. Like in the last twelve months, what movies was he in? Uh, Paper Empire, Trauma Center, Schooled, Heckle, and Hangover in Death Valley, hmm. starring what appears to be a oh, young oh, 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 um, Jeff Fahey, and really? Patrick Bergen, he's <laughs> and Michael Madsen, your boy, seven credits in. Is this and this is late. what this this is definitely whoa, whoa whoa who this is I like it <laughs> oh that it's was like sensuous a, it's it's an uh, it's like an, a nice ominous like was that God <laughs> I am your father Burt Reynolds <laughs> that's that's yeah, exactly listen, right yeah. listen if you speak Burt Reynolds' name three times on a podcast he just appears he's like Beetlejuice but for mustaches. I'm so sorry. I think I crashed your party inadvertently. Don't apologize at all. Hello, it's, hello. You're here. It's perfectly fine, Burt Reynolds. 
<laughs> You're here. You blowing the breath launcher. That's probably the best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> I love it. I love this so much. Well, we haven't My... told you which Burt Reynolds you are. Uh, oh, like in his uh, in his yeah, filmography. Are we, are, we, are we Smokey and the Bandit, Burt Reynolds, or uh, the what's the? No, more the... like a Boogie Nights kind of. Really, you're yeah. boogie, I was, I was gonna. I I'm, was I'm really cool with that leaning, too. I was really leaning into strip tease. That's what I was really, <laughs> See, really, I, that's really one of those for. ones where I, I repressed flashback Barry that that ever happened. Really, right off on Bert's lifetime cinematic tax you, return. You don't like the wow? Hold on, cinematic tax return. I have to write that down. Oh wait, for a second, I was thinking of. Um... Uh, oh, what's the the other one about strippers? Mm. The new one? No, or the no. old. Uh, old you're thinking. Like, you're thinking oh, of with uh, the Saved by the Bell chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strip te- is that strip tease? No, that's no, that's the Demi Moore one. Showgirls. Showgirls. Nailed it. Thank you. Nailed it. Burt Reynolds was not in that movie. Who was the Burt Reynolds in that movie though? Now I gotta go back. It, it was the dude from Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Comic really? This is excellent. <laughs> Something uh, like you that. you referenced that awfully fast. So um, either you I have mean, like not, a very well worn show. It's not like my VHS. It's not my favorite movie or anything. I mean, why would you say that? <laughs> Just lobbing <laughs> it out there. I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time you watched Showgirls? I'm just I'm throwing that around the room. Uh, Whatever year it came out. Mm, the last time I two thousand eight. I was I was probably an alcoholic at the time, so uh, I don't really remember. That's that's prodigious. You were an alcoholic. Let's, let's in not forget that Robert Davi was in it. Let's not. And let's also not forget the the um, one of my early. Uh, schoolboy crushes Gina Gershon early was was also I, in that. She, I could still muster one right now. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Say, I, I didn't say it went away. Have you seen her lately? Oh, I, no, I haven't. She looks fantastic. She was in uh, that bad episode of The Mandalorian that I hated. That in the, in the Swamp Planet. I think what that's what I liked about her. Gershon. I think that's. I. Uh, I think that's. I think that's not her. Nope. <laughs> I don't think no. that's her. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. Gotta be. Is Gina Gershon the one that has the very full mouth? Like I'm picturing like listen, large please, teeth. Please, please don't take this the hey, wrong way. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna I'm, need I'm, you to Brian, just say no, Brian. full mouth. Again, because that was the sexiest thing I've ever heard. I was gonna say, if you keep this up, I'm gonna go have to take five minutes. Of I just, if time, you so could just say guys, full I'll be mouth right one more time. Full mouth. There it is. So let's just talk this about baseball great. or something. That's what <laughs> yeah. Mean. yeah, does anybody want to yeah, my grandma in the shower. Is well, that grandma not, in the shower. Is that, is that not appropriate terminology? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's <fucking> great. <laughs> This this is we haven't even introduced you yet. I just think you I think you're Burt Reynolds at this point. I, I don't even yeah. know if I'm going to use your real name. I don't I don't know who I am. So I mean, it's fine. I'd write that out. Hey, uh, Ryan, just since yep. we were in the rabbit hole, are you aware that there is a Showgirls sequel? Showgirls mm. two. Mm. Does it star Lark Voorhees? It does not. Uh, it it reprises pretty much the original cast minus the hot ones. And it is a <laughs> raging hot 1.6 on IMDb. 
Wow. Ooh. That's the camp low. sequel. Huh? Also, also, feel free, feel free to give me a point later for pulling Lark Voorhees out of my ass. I, I was right there with you. If I didn't have a chub earlier, I got I'm thrusting now. <laughs> I think we should probably bring the rest of your crew on. There's more of this? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think they should just come in, though, like as disembodied which one, voices. I, which of one's God. Tom Selleck? Get him on here right away. Oh, yeah. He, well, he's, got the, he's got the facial hair for it. Um, I feel like the, the sad. Little fetus brother Ooh, to, uh, <laughs> to this man's uh, facial structure. Well, you're winning the the voice game though, which is really what matters in this media. So I, I don't know. You haven't heard it. You haven't heard his accent yet. It's it's pretty. Oh cool. oh my good lord! Let me find some duct tape. This is a modest. Hey, how's it going, guys? There Excellent. It is. It's good. We, we, we're we're slowly acquiring like like the Infinity Stones, the the team from Flavor Text. They're ooh. just ooh, I want to be the sexy stone. Subtle sensuous entrances. <laughs> That's a uh, whole beautiful thing. thing. <laughs> Who are we missing? It's a whole different podcast. I think we're only missing Alex. I can I can text him. No worries. Whoever it is, just have just glide on in here. Yeah, <laughs> but he has to play the role of David Duchovny. <laughs> I was a hand model. What is the what is the what is the cast that we're putting together? What what is yeah. the movie that we're making? Exactly? Are we talking we, California? We were making a seventies a seventies Avengers crew, but that I don't know where Duchovny, where Ryan pulled that out of his ass for. Uh he was he's a live time traveler, isn't he? Just yeah. Hyperbaric hand stuff. Ooh, show title. Wow. Hyperbaric hand stuff. This is if I if I stop talking, it's because I'm just typing in show title possibilities. They are flying fast. I'm curious. <laughs> All over the place. Well, have we assembled the gauntlet? Hello everyone. This is Alex from Alaska. Well, hello. Ooh, from wow. Alaska. There. That's an unusual last name. Are you from the <laughs> New Hampshire from Alaska? <laughs> Alex from Alaska of the New Hampshire Alaskans. Exactly. I did want to give you all a heads up that I, I'm not kidding. I really am in Alaska and I live on the edge of town and we've had about a foot and a half of snow in the last couple of days. There Get are, out of here. Gross. There have been rolling power outages due to the snow file fall causing uh, tree branches to fall online. So, um, uh, if I cut out, uh, just wanted to give you a heads up ahead of time. See, that's, now, that's selfish of us because we I, I figured the apocalypse didn't make it to Alaska. I thought you guys were somehow exempt. No, we had our first death here today, I think, or yesterday. Mm. And, uh, it's still, it's, 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 it's pretty hard. This is pretty, uh, uh, I live in a town called Fairbanks, which is right in the center of the state. And it's a pretty, uh, it's a small place, but it's pretty cosmopolitan. We haven't. Army base and an Air Force base and a university here. So, a lot of people who live here are travelers or from elsewhere. So, oh man, scary. Yep. Strange and scary times indeed. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, carving out some of your possible last remaining gigawatts to talk to us. (laughs) 
I thought you were going to say moments. I was like, don't, don't, no, don't, no, no, don't, we're don't do that. So just, just electricity, just electricity. Full <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yes. Full. Whatever, whatever we get off off topic, he's got to lure us back in sensuously. So mm. I think we have assemb- we've assembled the affi- the infinity gauntlet of guests that is flavored text adventures. Yes, we yes. all here. Pretty I'm much. ready. Yes, gorgeous. Love it. Do me a favor, as 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 your host, introduce yourselves. All right. Uh, who do you want to start? I, I would. I, I would say. Uh, I, I would maybe maybe uh, top down. Who pooped last? Who, I, I who like... pooped? Who <laughs> pooped last? Generally, I, I prefer I prefer being on the bottom. But um, there you go. We could do bottoms and tops. Bottoms and switches last. <laughs> but then Thumbs you got to member of the team. So uh, I, 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 I. There you go. I we'll go with that. Be the, the last one introduced, I guess. I don't know. I'll do whatever everyone wants. All right. So from first, not top to bottom or bottom to we'll go with first to last, maybe. So alphabetically uh, by gunmetal gray yeah. through dolphin gray. Right. <laughs> okay. Great. That works. Start yourself alphabetically by height. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I'm Kfir, uh, Kfir Mendel. I am uh, generally an artist. I make fantasy maps, etc. Under a completely different thing than than flavor text adventures. Um, if you guys want us to plug our shit in, we can. But please, anytime. It's a uh, it's a free plug for all here. Okay, uh, CaveGeekArt.com, or look for CaveGeekArt anywhere on the internet, pretty much. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, <clears throat> Pornhub, and w- uh, and you know. what does one find <clears throat> when they go to CaveGeekArt.com? I'm not on Pornhub, uh, but uh, no. you find <laughs> you find uh, fantasy. I would maps. do volumes for our traffic on this show. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you find <laughs> you find fantasy maps made by hand on deerskin, and they're three dimensional, and because uh, I burn everything into them, and then I paint with a piece of bone and natural pigments, and they're pretty cool. And Fuck yeah, it. that's cool. And I do is it all live on true? Twitch. It all of that is true. I even paint sometimes with deer eyeballs. Uh, I have seen that's, it happen. That's incredible. This is the most yeah, thing I've ever heard. A lot of uh, vitamin A in those paintings. <laughs> is there vitamin A in eyeballs? I have no idea. <laughs> I would totally believe that. You could have said Shut yes, and I would totally believe that. Joe's <laughs> um, a doctor by hobby, so we kind of let him roll with it. By hobby, he just plays one on TV, on radio. Oh, cool! Even better. Digital doctor. So when it comes to flavor text, <laughs> um, flavor text was an idea that was born at Origins Game Fair. Fuck, two years ago. It's okay to say fuck, right? Oh yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Okay. By the way, we are live on Twitch right now. Um, oh, oh, yeah. hello, Twitch. Fuck yeah again. What's up? Fuck yeah again. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, Origins, uh, two years ago, I'll make this quick. Uh, somehow we got to the point, I was actually streaming from the convention, and we got somebody raised the question of what would Cave Troll taste like? And I said, I don't know, but I know who would, because the folks who published the uh, Cubicle 7, the company who published the One Ring role playing game, they had a booth there. So I picked up the camera and I went over there and I asked to talk to one of the writers and I asked him what would Cave Troll taste like? And we went into this deep rabbit hole um, where we discussed what it would taste like and whether trolls in Tolkien's world would turn to stone uh, after they die, if you kill them first, 
what if you what if you ate them in the night at night and then you pooped in the morning with your poop turned to stone and if so could you sculpt with poop in the dark and then <laughs> it was it went far that is philosophical these are the hard-hitting questions they are they are you know, I'm sure someday someone will find some uh, some leftover writings from Tolkien that will address these questions. But uh, on the way back to my booth, that's when a, the idea for Flavor Text was born to do a basically a Dungeons and Dragons cookbook on how to cook monsters. And my friend Adam, shout out to Adam, he has been playing for years uh, in Dungeons and Dragons a character of a halfling chef bard named Alton Green who is the gayest, most flamboyant chef you would ever imagine. Imagine Salt Bay and Guy Fieri mixed together. <laughs> oh, um, oh. Wow. Yeah, he's awesome. Neither of whom are gay. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but, it, you know, uh, so I called Adam and I'm like, hey, can I use your character for this project? And he said, sure. So, uh, and that's how the idea was born. And then I uh, enlisted uh, my good friend, Mike, Mike Ficara, who will talk next, I guess, because he's awesome. He's an artist and he's also a chef in training or well, by training. I'm sorry. So um, there you go. And he's the other uh, half of the top of this of this uh, pyramid, I guess. Circle. It's a circle of trust and love. Mm -hmm. outstanding. Um, yeah, outstanding. Mike. So thank you for that in no way at all confusing introduction. Um, <laughs> well, I'm explain Mike. what flavor text is later. We're just, we're just explaining, you know, we're just introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Mike Make Stuff on the internet. So if you Google that, you'll get Facebook, Twitter, website, the whole deal. Um, I'm an illustrator and graphic designer. I do really a little bit of everything. Um, but I've illustrated, you know, board games and tabletop games and worked on video stuff and uh, flyers and brochures and all that happy crap. Um, my job, as far as flavor text is concerned, is really concentrated in two areas. Um, the first is the actual recipes. I work with another chef uh, who isn't here tonight, but we're the ones who actually say, oh, this is that monster, and that's probably what it what we can cook with it and develop the recipe and make that available you know, and actually cook it and get the photos. Um, so there's that aspect. And then the other aspect is kind of bringing whatever fever dream Kafir has had this week to <laughs> life. Um, it's a pretty frequent part of the process that he goes, so, Hey, I was thinking about this. And then we have to have a conversation about how that, uh, merges with reality. He's not wrong. Just about a week ago, I asked him if he can make a slushy out of Yeti piss. <laughs> wow. Well, it's just he said can. no. So you can, right? <laughs> the answer was kind of no, but if you really want to, yes. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. <laughs> Full mouth. <laughs> oh, huh? huh what what <laughs> i guess so, that brings uh, us to joby on, on yeah oh, okay my turn um yeah my name is joby joby door uh if you go to jobydoor.com uh that's j-o-b-y-d-o-r-r -R, b as in boy d as in david.com you'll uh find out mostly everything about me and 
some derivation thereof uh, will lead you to Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, I'm a tattoo artist and illustrator in Seattle, and I am uh, the, I think the newest newcomer to Flavor Text. Uh, no, Alex is new. Oh, okay. Well, I was uh, originally uh, a uh, rejected submission to the Flavor Text team. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I don't know who. To be fair, your submission did not accurately reflect how great you are. <laughs> that is true. Also, um, yeah, submitting um, like uh, applying for things is not my forte. Um, I don't I don't really know how to do that until somebody is like, "Hey, let's do this." And so, yeah, uh, one way or the other, I got. Uh, I got on board, and so now I do um, the uh, the illustrations for the menu item, the the prepared meal, and uh, an, a vignette excerpt from the story that are developed um, from from month to month. Was that kind of your illustration yours? Say again. Was the illustration of the chimera falling? Was that yours? Yeah, that that was mine. Man, that was killer. That was exactly how I imagined it was great. Oh, right on, right on, cool. Yeah, I think uh, what I've been on since last October or November. Did you guys have any? Don't remember pri- prior interaction with you guys, buddies, or anything before this, or just? Yeah, we're I'm... all we're all pretty much friends from before i know mike for several years now i know joby through twitch through the twitch uh, creative community i know alex from uh gary con gary con yep so joby is also a badass tattoo artist from seattle yeah i uh those are uh i love tattoos and i've always wanted to go to seattle so that might that might need to be a thing look me up yeah you better Uh, make it quick yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, take your time. Um, because we, we, <laughs> one, Seattle's full. Stay yeah, home. Well, one, <laughs> Seattle is, um, like the fucking hot zone. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we've got all of it. Um, so assholes yeah. keeping it all to themselves. Second, <laughs> the governor has shut us down and I'm not allowed to do any work. Sure. They ease up on that. Um, and people stop dying. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take my time then. I'll get out to see us uh, next year. Yeah, but the plane well, tickets and, well, are so cheap right now. Well, <laughs> until then, if you know anybody that is interested in a uh, commission of any kind, I am open for that as well. So, all of your we, D&D we character portraits. Yeah. Right. Let us. Let us talk yeah, you'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling you'll be hearing from Rob. Oh, without hey, a doubt. Yeah, hold the door. Let's do it. I'm about it. <laughs> so we always, I was telling Kafir earlier today, we we used food all the time when we uh, had our gaming weekends. And, and uh, Rob, you never got to make it to one. Joe and Nick, you remember, we'd have our, our gaming weekends and, and we would start the weekend off basically saying that everything that you see, hear, touch, taste from this point on is in-game. Well, that's cool. So, so if you ate, you know... The, the world we created had different, you know, different kinds of food, and we would cook the meal based on where our characters were. Um, so fo- food and gaming is like... To go hand uh, in hand. 
it goes hand in hand for us. And it, it was always like a, a big part of it. And to stumble upon what you guys are doing, it was like, well, damn, if this isn't some cool match made in heaven, the, the difference is, is that we just based it on like the general, like we weren't at no point did we say like, no, these are owl bear ribs. That's a, no, that's a whole no, other we step were. that is really kick ass. Okay, but with but that uh, that's great. But we did forget Alex. Yep. <laughs> oh, we just, oh, we just plowed Alex. right through. I forgot. I forgot about Alaska. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the newest member of the team. Uh, um, and uh, I, I met I met Kafir at GaryCon I think two years ago, and um, I uh, my buddy uh, John Popson with Effin Cool Miniatures had a booth just like uh, two two or three tables down from him, and I was immediately struck by and drawn to those beautiful leather maps. And um, we just kind of hit it off and uh, we became Facebook friends. And uh, a few months ago, I posted something about how one of my um, sci-fi short stories had been published in a Metamorphosis Alpha collection. And Kafir's like, hey, you want to write some stuff for me? And uh, <laughs> I said, sure. And um, that, here we are. <laughs> My my primary gig is I make miniatures. I have a miniatures company called Forge of Ice, which you can find Sweet. primarily on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh, I also write a comic book called The Clockwork Queen of Oz, and um, I've been writing fiction for years. This is uh, this is fun for me. My, my my big love for fiction is I mostly write horror stuff, but most of the stuff I have that's been published has not been. My comic book is sort of a kid friendly. Um, steampunk version of Oz, which was driven by the artist. Um, uh, and um, of course, flavor text doesn't really have any <clears throat> heavy horror elements in it. So, yeah, I, I do lots of different things. <laughs> your your guys' collective uh, bios have given me the, the biggest uh, sense of imposter syndrome I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I was so. nerd boner and I was getting excited. Jesus, we got, well, we got a, I'm well, you, a tattoo artist. I, uh, I have a boner. miniatures company. I make maps out of deer eyes. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, my, my Kickstarter, my, my last Kickstarter is about a year late right now. So um, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> I'm not as cool as I sound on paper. <laughs> I, you know, don't don't i i think you sound very cool on paper well thank you all for joining us <laughs> back back to eating owl bears how yeah, much does this eating. pay how much does this pay again um is this uh just want to know from my uh my uh irs statement you'll get lots of exposure yeah. <laughs> exposure bucks. Exposure bucks. Exposure bucks. You can't do that on Twitter. They're actually they're at, your uh, exposure dollars are actually worth less than camel cash. So <laughs> no. oh. I don't know. you can't even wipe your ass with those, and that's important these days. It is. Yeah. yeah. Man, is. do you think the do you think the value on those have gone up in all these dire times? <laughs> exposure dollars? Yeah, well, back to using birch bark and caribou moss. <laughs> um, I don't think I think I have some camel cash somewhere. <laughs> oof, Rose. Joe, your dad gave them to me. Double oof. 
<laughs> that shocks that's, me not. That story should just stop right there. <laughs> it just wanna, keeps getting sadder. I, I don't want to know the end of this story. I'm gonna. I, I was gonna turn it in for a sleeping bag. <laughs> so was he. Uh, <laughs> so flavor Yikes. next. Um, so how do you cook yeah. a chimera? Very carefully. Slowly. 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 The chimeras are most... The chimera... I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a genuine question in there. Um, but the heart of that recipe is essentially a beefier takeoff on the turducken that okay. you do on the Ooh. smoker. So there's a total of about 15 hours of cook time in what we ended up calling the chimerical. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It was uh, it was amazing. It was delicious. My heart stopped for a second. It was great. I'd so, like to point out that Mike, because we all live in different states, Mike is the only one who actually has tasted these things, unless <laughs> unless we've gone out and actually made them ourselves. So you're just all taking his word on it. Pretty much. <laughs> it was actually a point of pride for me, because we had been doing this for about nine months, I think. And uh, maybe not as long, but I think it was over the summer. And uh, Kefir finally decided to go and make one of our recipes. And the then he was like, ribs. holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we often do uh, um, big potluck-themed dinners at my Dungeons & Dragons game nights. And we have a couple of the recipes we're actually planning on cooking them. Uh, well, we were, we were planning on cooking them before this quarantine happened. Um, but that's definitely something we're going to be doing this summer is working our way through a couple of the recipes up here. Because uh, um, two of the people in my game group are um, pretty accomplished uh, chefs and cooks. So, oh yeah, I think we definitely need to hurry up and publish a zombie recipe. People are going to yeah. need that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, what do you do with that? Now you've got my. Now you've got me. Yeah, how do you prepare undead flesh. There's probably a pun there with prions and prawns. Be like lo- long pig, and you do something like it's a slow cooker thing, like a, a lutefisk where it's uh, like soaked in acid mm. or something. Ooh, head cheese. lutefisk head cheese. Yeah, mm. yeah. Ooh, yeah. Like a, ni- a nice aspic. <laughs> <laughs> we already did Jello, and uh, that, that was that was a whole thing on its own. <laughs> so, how do you guys go about this? Do you just flip through a monster manual or just throw a dart at the wall or what's the process okay. here? Kinda. Uh, I mean, the, we've all been playing D and D for a while, okay. uh, you know, 30 years for me and who knows, you know, combined, we have a lot of time. So it's just, we made a list of the monsters we think are cool and then sort of started picking from that list in a way that just keeps the variety going and uh, avoids copyright <laughs> issues and things like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just for fun, really. We just decide by fun, and then then we say, we also kind of think, okay, well, we we're going to need at least one vegetarian dish, so what can we pick for that? And we're going to need you know, a dessert. What can we pick for that? Just to keep variety not only in the stories, but also in the, in the food itself. Well, that is fantastic. So do you the guys The first have... recipe was cave troll because that's where the idea came from. Right. Right. Question. But after that, it just kind of went crazy from there. 
which for your listeners, I guess I should explain what flavor text is. It's not just a cookbook for uh, monsters. It's uh, it's basically the the life work of Alton Green, the chef, the halfling chef. And he is an expert at cooking monsters. So he shares his memoirs, uh, which is in the form of a short story of an encounter he had with this particular breed of monster. And then the actual recipe, which is a real recipe you can cook at home for your family, your gaming group, etc. And then also gaming content that, that is written in character. Alton is the one writing it. Um, because he's a bard and he's a storyteller, he wants to teach other people how to be better storytellers. So he's that's how it's written. Uh, and the gaming content part sort of takes elements of the story and the recipe and puts them into the game. So sometimes it's what happens if you eat a cave troll. Is there anything, any side effects that happens from, happen from that, good or bad? Sometimes it's magic items from the story. Sometimes it's maps. Uh, there are always a bunch of questions which he calls pinch of inspiration that are kind of meant to inspire a DM to take that short story and ask questions about it to turn it into a full-fledged adventure or at least an encounter. So all of that well, put and together what, is flavor text. That's what is, to me, that's what sets you guys aside from just going and getting like... Uh, um, the Game of Thrones cookbook, right? The Feast of Ice and Fire, or whatever it's called, right? It it um, having it written from the perspective of Alton Green, and having it having the the gaming content. You know, it's it, it's immersive. This, yeah, it is. It's it's a it's um it's a really novel idea. It's it's I think it's very cool. Awesome, thank you. How often are you publishing? Is it every? Is it a weekly, monthly? In theory, it's supposed to be monthly, uh, okay. but uh, we discovered very quickly that once you get into the publishing industry, <laughs> things don't go as planned. So we are we are behind on that, but we tried to go monthly, and okay. obviously the situation now is kind of throwing a, a wrench in that again because uh, you know Mike can't quite go out and make huge shopping lists for things or can't get together with a photographer to photograph the food for a whole day of cooking and so it but we're gonna do our best we're doing our best to continue on so we have so far we started the uh, I think February last year January or February last year and we have published almost 12. Uh, recipe no 11 recipes because one month goblin was a double feature, so it was a well. I'll point this Master. out we've only done 11 chapters different monsters, mm -hmm. but we've actually done I think 15 or 16 recipes, right? Because right. there's a lot of them where I go, I can make two or three things out of that, or we did um, then we did Sahuagin and we went fish and chips, and then I was like. But why limit yourself to one sauce when you can have five? Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been saying that for years. So what are favorite instances of what you guys have done? Like for the um, the chef here, uh, what's your favorite meal that you've prepared? What's the favorite short story that you guys have uh, had written or favorite piece of art that you've drawn for this? Because it seems like it's very collective. I'm sure that each of you have something that was at least – stood out for you individually what are the favorites somebody else take this nice well, well, so far I've only, so far i've only got three of them i'm the one i'm the one writing the fiction at the moment and all right so, so far i've only got three stories and i got a um uh 
the Chimera was the first one, then the Dragon for uh, the, the holidays. And um, the one I just finished a couple weeks ago was the Yeti. Or, uh... What oh, the? My. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Don't know I, have, <laughs> I, have, I keep a Neither. dervish in, uh, nearby. Are yes. you a dentist? What? <laughs> <laughs> playing with model race cars. I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with. Uh, I'm actually pretty happy with the uh, with the Chimera. I think, uh, although that may just be because now I've seen the Chimera finished with the art and the gaming material all put together. So sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Sorry. Someone thought the idea of that Yeti piss slushy sounded really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really excited to see the rest of them come together. But I I, I think the Chimera is pretty. And um, the one I'm working on right now, the next story for the upcoming one, I, that I, is shaping up to be my favorite, I suspect. But we're not quite there yet. Okay. Yeah, for, okay. for me, just in like the sheer uh, joy of participating has been that that first one that I worked on was the Unicorn Burger. And I mean, just like trying to develop the narrative of how a unicorn got squashed by a giant is uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> And coming up and and then designing the composition and and just like drawing that picture, um, I, just, I had giggles the whole time. So you know that was uh, that was, that was my favorite one. That is one terrified unicorn in that drawing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not having a good day. It's Lord Gygax's unicorn as their house mascot, and it gets squished and turned into burger. Oh man, <laughs> I uh, it's also the. Uh, it's the recipe I most want to cook my daughters. You want to oh, cook yeah. your daughters? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard too. I said it like that. I heard it that way. I knew I was going to get dragged for it. Was hoping maybe you guys heard it the way I intended it. No, nope. we're inspiring this sort. We need a caveat on our. You on know our... <laughs> I think I might not cook and be eat held my responsible. daughters. <laughs> no, I love, I love the rainbow bread. Though I'd recommend the goblin recipe for for that. <laughs> oh, my daughter. Okay. No, that's fair. Duly noted. Whiskey my... glitter glaze. That is, I, I'm, I'm looking at that. Uh, whiskey, ketchup, soy sauce, honey, Dijon mustard, garlic, hot sauce, black pepper, and edible glitter. I'm totally into that. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, like, as someone who's prepared all those recipes, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite. But the unicorn burger is definitely in the top three, if not my favorite just because it is such a uh, showstopper. And mm -hmm. even for Kefir, who uh, I work pretty closely with, I don't think he was anticipating that at all uh, <laughs> when I explained what my plan was. And sometimes we get to a point where we're just like, you know what, trust me, I'm going to go do my thing and it'll be fine. Um, and then we came back with that. And I don't think that was, I think it was a surprise. That floored me when I saw that picture of that burger with a unicorn horn on top and it's a rainbow holla <laughs> bun. And uh, uh, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. That's awesome. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Yeah, but it's probably that or the Chai Miracle just for the sheer, like, the it's not I took a, a ribs recipe and made it more interesting and themed it. It's like a new thing. Right. Yeah. Well, my, my favorite thing... It's all about thing... the rainbow challah bread. I mean, really. See, Which, I'll warn you in advance, is just a Herculean effort 
Like if you're not really <laughs> oh, in it, regular it's way more is... commitment than I could ever make to a baked good. I'm just But look, if you've got a unicorn, you might as well spend some effort, you know, to, to cook it properly. Do it do it right. Can we can we steal that for our t shirt? Because that's <laughs> sure. I'll probably be wearing that when I do like my yard work this summer. My favorite part about that recipe no? is step seven, which is fill the crescent dough horn with warm queso, and then <laughs> carefully flip it over and press it down on the skewer. Expect melted cheese to drip deliciously down your creation. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. Poetry. That moment in the test kitchen was great because I'm there with the other chef and with the photographer who, like Kefir at this point, don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this crescent dough horn. We, we've got a couple of them back up. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. Step back and fill it with this queso and have to flip it in that maneuver. And it worked out uh, perfectly. I'm actually super happy. <laughs> that is very awesome. <laughs> For me, yeah. the favorite story so far. So I ended up writing after the first couple, first month, I think. I ended mm -hmm. up writing the stories. Uh, we had a we had a bit of a hiccup with our writers at the time. Anyway, so I started writing, and I think my favorite story that I wrote was the pixie story, because I'm a I'm a huge fan of Knights of the Dinner Table, which I hope everyone here knows about. Hell yes. And uh, by Jolly Blackburn, it's a comic book uh, about just four guys and a girl sitting around the table playing role-playing games. And it's the most hilarious thing you'll ever read if you've ever played D&D. And there's an old storyline from years and years ago, it's probably 20 years old now, called Fairy Meat, where uh, once every year or so, all the fairies in that world gather together. They bring all the magic they've collected together, and they're going to sell it off or something like that. Then there are these elves called grunge elves who hunt them, kind of like huge mass herding of geese and etc. So these elves run through the forest, killing these fairies to eat them to, to gain their magic. Um, so I wrote this story because we're cooking fairies. I actually asked Jolly if I had his permission and gave us, uh, graciously gave us his permission to use it. And we wrote this story that basically is one huge reference to Predator, <laughs> but, <laughs> but using fairies instead, pixies and fairies instead. And, and it was amazing. It was awesome. So there's, there's all these glowing eyes, but they end up just being fairies and uh, they just get murdered. And, and, and then uh, the big, the, one of the characters, one of the recurring characters in Al Alton's team, is a half ogre monk um, called Krieg, and he pulls out of the bag of holding. He pulls, what did you say he was? He's a monk. Uh, In the professional wrestler sort of monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah like not, a brawler. Not yeah. a karate monk, but you know he's, he's also probably like a, not a hyper hypochondriac. No. <laughs> no. Um, and he pulls all painless. Uh, like Jesse Ventura, he pulls old painless out of the bag, but it's not a minigun. It's a giant club. And starts <laughs> swinging it at these clouds of fairies. And I had to think, that's one of my proudest moments in this whole creation of Flavor Texas. I had to think, how do I take a melee weapon and turn it into a minigun for a fantasy world? Like, what do I do with the same effect? And it was basically a ginormous club that a, a regular person just can't even hold. Uh, it's a huge <laughs> club that's magical that once you start swinging, 
it keeps swinging in the same direction as long as you keep hitting things. So mm -hmm. even if your teammates are standing around you, they're fucked. <laughs> and, and if it does more than, it's not a huge bonus, but if it actually deals more than half of your current hit points, you have to save versus death or 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 whatever to or constitution save, you know, or die and explode in a cloud of rips. So it just keeps on swinging. In, in a, you just keep on spinning and swinging uh, until you run out of targets or you miss. <laughs> and I can't wait. To I'm still reeling That's from incredible. this revelation that Krieg is a monk and not a barbarian. <laughs> no, we never, we never actually finalized like who is what. But in my mind, I just felt like it was so obvious. But that, <laughs> none, like... Nothing about flavor text is obvious. So why should that? <laughs> I, I kind of want to know more about uh, Alton's uh, crew His party. Yeah, um, we really That's haven't touched up. too much on them. It's coming up okay. a little bit. So Al the first, first and foremost, the most important uh, sidekick Alton has is Heinrich, who is his intelligent rapier. That's it. He's a he's an intelligent rapier with a British accent. Uh, like basic... the singing sword in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. But he's uh, he's just got the butler's sort of... Uh, he's his valet sort of thing. He's uh, his mentor. Well, he was named after Alton's mentor. So Alton gave him his name after his own mentor that, that was a chef. Um, but the, actually, the chapter coming out, uh, which is going to be a Yeti, is uh, it describes the the way they met, which is quite hilarious. Um, so he's the, the most important thing. Uh, there are a lot of the chapters, a lot of the writings that have basically conversations in their head because Heinrich communicates telepathically with Alton. So there are conversations he has inside Alton's head, uh, and it actually helps a lot with the narrative to have this this sort of character that just can be a counterpart, especially when Alton is alone. One of my, actually, one of my other favorites uh, is the owlbear story where he, Alton wakes up in the dark, tarred and feathered with a hangover. And he thinks he's on a soft bed. And as he starts exploring his bed, the bed starts moving. And the air smells kind of musty and dank. And he starts kind of, and he's talking to Heinrich in his head and he starts feeling out this bed and he ends up finding if like from fur, it turns to feathers. And then he feels like a hard beak. And he asks Heinrich, is that, is, is this an owlbear? Yeah. Am I an owlbear, Dan? And Heinrich says, yes, sir. And the story <laughs> just ends with him going, fuck. And it doesn't, that story, I had no idea how I was going to, how am I going to get Alton tarred and feathered and in an owlbear den and how am I going to get him out of it? I had no idea. So I decided to just tell the middle. He just wakes up yeah. and over. He has no idea how he got there. He has no idea how to get out. That's it. He just finds out that he's in there. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite one that I didn't write. <laughs> that's awesome. His, uh, his other teammates are Krieg, who is uh, the half slur, just basically brute. Um, it, there's Iris, who's probably the most um classic in my mind character she's an elf i don't know rogue assassin some some kind of sneaky sneaky archer type um but we haven't really wrote written much about her and then there's gomez the gnome who is actually the the muscle he's the is the barbarian or fighter that's awesome a gnome barbarian is something that doesn't get thrown around as often as it should he does get and thrown around. I, I haven't thrown him literally yet but i'm planning on 
good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Krieg will be throwing him around. Yeah, the fastball special. I'm about it. <laughs> it it's coming up. We're, we're going to make it happen for you. When can we expect the next story for this? I mean, is it like, I know that things are up in the air all around the world right now, but like next month, like two months from now. Mike, how soon can you, can you cook? Well, the, ice the dragon story post is up and oh. the dragon Wellington recipe should be up in a day or two. I literally stopped working on it to do this. Because my push to talk key is my shift key, so <laughs> did I did I hear Dragon Wellington? You did. That sounds man. marvelous. It's delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> Speaking of I'm which, just... we I'm sorry, but we 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 haven't told people where they can find flavor text. No, um, that was that's where I was hoping to go next. Oh, okay, for then, sure. Then uh, flavor text. Uh, uh, well, the next story to answer your question, the next story is probably going to be next month. Okay. If we can get there, if Mike can cook fried ice cream uh, by then, because everything else is ready. Um, but uh, flavor text adventures on Patreon, so patreon.com forward slash flavor text adventures, or flavor text adventures on Instagram, or Chef Alton Green on uh, Twitter. Um, that's where you can find us. We originally wanted to do this as a Kickstarter, and I have to kind of boast that uh, when when the idea for Kickstarter came up to do just a, a cooking a cookbook, to actually publish this as a cookbook, um, Larry Elmore agreed to do the cover for it. So I, I I'm just itching to get to the point where we're going to do a Kickstarter. We were going to sort of do one this year, but considering how bad things are. Um, we might have to hold off on Kickstarter. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. And what I want for Larry to do is, if it, I'm assuming everyone knows who Larry Elmore is, um, what I want for him to paint is Alton chopping up, Alton in his kitchen in front of a butcher's block with the head of the dragon from the red box. It's a severed head of that dragon on the butcher block and, and Alton chopping up the tongue. Uh, yes. that, that dragon That's being excellent. very recognizable because it's the only one, you know, single horn dragon, I think, in Dungeons and Dragons. So Larry was all about it. He did. Uh, did he do the cover art for the Dragonlance books? Yes, mm -hmm. he that, did. Yes, he did the red box, blue box, all those boxes. He did. He did the Dragonlance covers. He did uh, the interior art for the red, the the books in the red box. Uh, a lot of the black and white stuff. And of course, a lot of the art for AD&D. Yeah, Larry Elmore inspired a generation of young, nerdy, fantasy wannabe artists. I oh, guess. yeah, without a doubt. That, that is <laughs> oh, God, like, yeah. Well, just, just for anybody that might be listening who isn't familiar, it, it come out from underneath the rock and uh, yeah. check out Larry Elmore and... I don't know. I, I and if you like just that. haven't checked out Dragonlance in a general, that's highly recommended. Most of the favorite. entire, yeah, the the War of the Lance, the the War of the Twins, uh, the War of the Twins is one of my favorite series, like fantasy series that I've read. Uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Well, <laughs> I mean, think can I mean, when it comes to artwork in Dungeons and Dragons books, I mean, there's a lot of iconic pictures, but that that red starter set box that picture i mean that's it's iconic yeah it's, yes i it's the iconic of iconic too so that's it's and, what and, i and, started with yeah yeah it's it's 
and to, and to have him say, yeah, I'll do your, your cover art for your cookbook is really, really rad. Larry, Larry has a great sense of humor and he loves funny shit. So when he, when he heard my, what I would like him to do, he was all about it. He even, that's spoofed, awesome. He even spoofed that dragon with the one horn in his comic book, Snarf Quest. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> there's a dragon. There's a dragon in there with one horn. Thinks he's a duck because there's some stuff <laughs> that went wrong. <laughs> and then he realizes he's a dragon, and things go bad. Um, but yeah, if you uh, please go to Flavor Text. Sorry, Flavor Text Adventures on Patreon. Find us, um, and uh, if you can consider supporting us, that'd be great. There's a whole team of us who are now uh, unemployed, like everyone else. So. We'll have a we'll throw a link to it up in the show notes for sure. Oh, that'd be great. Um, so when we come to the end of the show, we do this thing where we talk about what we've been geeking on this week. And as our guests, it's your choice if you want to go first or last. We can't avoid it. The choice is first or last. First, <laughs> first or last. You're either gonna go, you're either gonna go after the after the after the hosts of the show or before the hosts of the show. Up to it's you. not that complicated. <laughs> we can explain it to you three different other ways, though, if you'd like. I don't care. I don't care. Somebody else choose. Explain it at least two more times so that I have time to think of something interesting. Uh, way way number one. I would go in in one example. I would go, and then Rob would go. Nick would go. Joe would go, and then it would be your turn. I'm ready for that. Uh, that that's if you chose last. <laughs> if you chose first, you guys would all go, and then we would go after you guys win. Kafir, you go first. No, definitely not. I still haven't thought of anything. <laughs> hey, Nick. <laughs> Nick, are you done playing with your slot cars? Is that what you guys call it? Uh, yeah. that, <laughs> that, that makes it kid friendly. Out all kinds of stuff this week. Go for it. I am geeking out because I just not even an hour ago picked up at the post office the War Gods of Olympus rulebook from Crocodile Games, which is their miniatures game set in the antediluvian world. This is the second book they won the Origins Award. Uh, oh gosh, maybe ten years ago for the best game with their Egyptus book, and this is the long-awaited sequel to it, and I'm not biased at all because there's a picture of me in the rulebook. Nope, that has no effect whatsoever mm -hmm. on my Completely unrelated. game of the setting. <laughs> but uh, uh, Chris Fitzpatrick sculpted a whole bunch of high elves for Ralph Partha back in the day. He sculpted almost all the Dark Eldar and Dark Elves for, I think it was 5th edition Warhammer Fantasy and 40k. And um, when he left Games Workshop, he started his own company to make these miniatures, and they are my favorite miniatures game of all time. By uh, and and I've as a miniatures guy, I've played a lot of miniatures games. The book is stunning. It's the production the production values are insane, and you can find that at crocodilegames.com. Hmm. Um, what did you see? The name of that book was again. It's called War Gods of Olympus. Perfect. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. It's it's stunning, and also they're really cool people. They're they're just like a really positive, nice community built around the game, and that matters to me a lot too because I have I have left certain games in the past due to their fandoms just being really toxic. Oh yeah, and oh, sure. And these guys are just really good people, um, uh, very approachable. If you have any questions, you post to the Facebook group and the guy who wrote the game will respond to your question within 24 hours. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. They're freaking awesome. 
That is super. That's, yeah. that's some excellent geekery right there. That's how you geek. That, that, that was well played. The miniatures do look great. Yeah, they're they're stunning. Um, uh, ha- having having seen a lot of the sculpts, the original sculpts in person, they're uh, they're pretty sweet. So, all right. Well, how about you? How about you, that? Rob? Oh, uh, so I had recently uh, finally decided to cave and buckle and get Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um, it's been out long enough. Uh, the loot box controversy is long well in its past, and uh, they've put out plenty of content for it. And I've got to say, it's a really solid uh, shooter. Uh, if you like first-person shooters at all, uh, I feel like that is relative. Well, no, it's a third-person. I'm sorry. So it is a third-person shooter. Um, and uh, the graphics are beautiful on it. The planets are giant and immersive. You could literally just hike through the woods on indoor um, hunting all sorts of filthy rebel scum and it's uh-huh. a great great time uh, I've been making my way through the uh, the single player campaign on it as well and the story is fairly solid um, so I, I've really been having a solid time with uh, Battlefront 2 uh, nice. Nico what about you uh, great question thanks Rob you're welcome. Uh, aside, <laughs> aside from the aforementioned uh, power tooling or whatnot, the, is that what we're calling it now? Apparently, my cover's blown. Well, the forced quarantining, as we were one of the uh, one of the first states, I guess, to go full lockdown here in Illinois. So, um, by my own fault of of kind of, it was your fault. Well, yeah. this part God of it, yeah. Damn it, Nick. I, I I'm the one who sprung Blagojevich, and that's what really started everybody's downfall. So, <laughs> uh, but the forced time uh, away from other extracurriculars and and things that you know I'm usually busy with, we have redoubled down on family game night, which has Ooh. died off miserably over the last few years. Um, so I got four kids ranging from high school to in the crib, so we've uh, Lindsay and I have kind of got back to that and and dusting off some old games went and bought some newer stuff but uh i just enjoyed kind of the the forgotten niceness of just sitting around the table and uh trying out a new game and watching the kids kind of hack through it and any particular new game that you picked up and started playing nothing new like in the sense of what you would call new just stuff new to like our family well, older stuff like uh so monopoly or no more more like uh we're more of a life house than a oh. monopoly one a little clue uh some scatter gories uh, mouse trap no 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 we try and do a little thinking I, i'm seeing if the kids are ready for balderdash see if they can pick that um, just have no. them build their own rube goldberg machine and take the board game out of it <laughs> so well, we've done this whole time we've we've done that my my wife is a, a gifted talented teacher so she's great at, at rigging up all sorts of mental stimuli that i fail at and get beat by seven eight nine year olds so but that's what we're on is is all things game night and possibly possibly getting ready for some for a family D night see if they might be Ooh. able to hack that Ooh, so yeah also congratulation tuned. in advance about your child number five come december look at you <laughs> see <laughs> i like i like where your head's at 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm broke and planning on being broke for the next 30 years anyway, so bring them on. Um, Joseph. Yes. I uh, was excited to see that the PlayStation Network was having a sale uh, during this here Illinois quarantine. Uh, so I finally got the uh, Bioshock collection. So I've got yes. all three of the Bioshock games, and I've been finally playing through them on my own instead of watching somebody else do it. So delightful. Fantastic. So happy to be playing it. Forgot somehow, somehow never realized they were a horror game. Mm. Yeah. Comple- completely lost on me when I wasn't playing it by myself in the dark with my headphones on. Yeah. So, they, get, they get pretty intense. Yeah, which is honestly great. It's a great way to explore, you know, uh, a fictional world of terrible things uh, to make the real world of terrible things seem less terrible. Only marginally, though. So, But that's the purpose of horror, so that's fine. Yep. Uh, Ryguy, have you gone yet? I have not. Would, would you like to? Uh, yes. Dolph's cap. <laughs> Um, hashtag. Uh, we are living in a world of no sports. I'm a sports guy. My, I live in a sports house. I'm, I'm a sports guy. Hey, the Iditarod uh, is still running. It was the last organized sports thing still going on in, in the country. The Iditarod? Really? Marble Olympics, man. That's where I'm heading, brother. The Yellas Marble Runs. Uh, we got the production the, we got, value is surprisingly it's, high. It's really good, <laughs> and we got we got the we got Marbula one this Saturday. It's live. You can bet on it at your favorite sports book. <laughs> but do it from ten feet away from them. Fantastic. I'm, I'm also find I have also found uh, uh, the WTC, the uh, World Tag Championships. I feel like that's super high stakes these days. <laughs> yeah, that's what I noticed. There was uh, he was he sent us a video earlier. One guy was real good at distancing. The other guy not so much. Uh, I, I also found a game that, uh, judging by the language spoken, it's from Germany, hmm. and I believe it's German? called Ach, Catch it If Kurdish. You Can. Mm. So you have four teams of four. And they stand in like a circle and they put their hand on a buzzer and it lights up this podium. If they take their hand off the buzzer to try to catch the ball, they've committed to try to catch the ball. If they don't, if they're not the one who ends up with the ball, they're out. Guy who catches the ball gets to go back to his podium and you go until there's one man. And it's, it's a full contact sport. So the Ooh, ball yeah. drops from like 40 yards above them and it hits the ground. It's a, like a giant super ball. So it hits the ground and bounces way up in the air. And if you think you can catch it, you run and try to get it. But you might get like undercut and fall on your head. And then the guy who tries to catch it, it bounces off his hands. And then somebody who comes into the arena late, maybe comes away with it. And the two that ran into each other are out. It's, um, there's a little bit too much time between ball drops. But a fucking great game. And so I've been geeking on uh, ESPN 8, the show, and all of its absurd. <laughs> all of the absurd games. But if you get, if I'm telling you, tune in this Saturday on YouTube, Marbula 1, uh, 
I got I got uh, I got money on Crazy Cat's Eye. I think it's going to do really well. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Joby, how about you, man? What are you, what are you geeking on this week? Um, well, I, it's, I've been trying to stay busy enough to not get too sucked into <laughs> anything. Um, just trying to keep the hustle going really. But, um, if anybody has heard of, uh, the old comic mouse guard, um, David Peterson, the artist. Hell yeah. Mouse. Guard. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they just put out a role-playing game or a board game for that? I don't know about just uh, he, Peterson he comes to Alaska regularly. He's uh, he does volunteer work with our library programs up here. Yeah. So, so David Peterson also streams on Twitch. Um, and, and because all of his conventions got canceled, he's been doing like the, like the live stream convention, basically like his convention from home. Um, and, Aside from like all the cool shit that he's always doing on stream, he's uh, reading through the Mouse Guard books and doing all of the voices of all of the characters. Wow. What? Um, yeah, and it's actually pretty fucking awesome because the dude is like apparently a fucking phenomenal method actor as well, or character actor as well. So he's got like all of the voices down fucking perfectly. He switches between them flawlessly, and it's like this um like full-on fucking audiobook production that he's doing like practically on the fly it's like kind of amazing and so while i'm working i like to have that going on in the background and i mean it's the awesome art of mouse guard being and being read by the fucking dude that drew it and it's really cool to listen to so yeah i'm gonna have to check that out that sounds yeah, amazing that's awesome mm -hmm. That's been my thing. Who hasn't gone? Kafir, you haven't gone yet, right? I, I haven't gone. So, well, first, I guess, cake. <laughs> the band? <laughs> no, no, actually. Are you going the distance with it or not? Uh, yeah, med I, I invented the hashtag MediCake for all uh, because, you know, everybody was talking up on toilet paper. I was talking up on cake. Yeah. There's a, Why there's is this a local, among us? There's a small. <laughs> grocery store my neighborhood is very uh, immigrant heavy so most of the food in there is by you know like foreign manufacturers etc so there are these there's this brand of pre-packaged cakes it's kind of like high-end little debbies it's that's the only way i can describe it because <laughs> there's all these different flavors and shapes and sizes but they're all by the same uh, by the same manufacturer from god knows where and they're they're absolutely delicious and they're really really cheap actually i think it's uh, it's an italian thing which kind of is making me uh question my choices in life um <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah i went there and i stocked up like the whole hand basket you know i like it was full of these cakes and uh came came up to the cash register and i and i just trying to be nice to the cashier and asking her how things are going and the store wasn't crazy at all because it's a small local one and um she's like oh it's it's nice and she and she looks at my stuff and she goes you've got your priorities straight <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've got cake for the next probably uh, i mean in my in my in my head i'm thinking yeah this is gonna last me for two weeks but it's probably only gonna be like three days yeah yeah uh, <laughs> the other thing i'm geeking out on that i haven't quite mentioned yet to to twitch family is that um, there's a map that I made um, randomly. It was a joke that we 
made last year started as a joke as the map to the sacred temple of clitoria <laughs> uh it's exactly what you think it is and this nice. is the one you've got up on screen right now right it is yes of, of course of course <laughs> has to have the fucking coolest answer of us all no so so <laughs> i've been looking so my dm my dnd dungeon master he's been kind of writing some some stuff for because we we're thinking of doing uh you know just a, a module for it and but then i thought man the way things are right now two dudes writing uh, a DD module about a land that looks like a vagina is probably not the best thing to do so i don't understand what's the problem <laughs> so we're gonna need to find a, a female writer for this and i actually think a founder uh there's a a, a lady by the name of page ford i actually met her at uh, at gary con last oh, yeah. year and she's written some stuff. She's published uh, quite a few things on on um, DMs Guild and all of that. And when I approached her about it, she immediately said, "Holy shit, yes!" And then she sent me some ideas just just from when I kind of mentioned the thing, and I sent her a photo of it. And she wrote an email, um, and I and I quote, uh, "I attached some of my writing samples, but realized that due to where my pieces are published, they're all PG-13." Hopefully, to make up for that, I'll share some of the rough ideas threads I wrote down when I first looked at your map. <laughs> the rear guards of backdoor barons, a tight cavern that the sunlight rarely graces, stand guard in a ring around its entrance. The residents of backdoor baron understand the meaning of, of a tight fit <laughs> as their huts butt up against each other. The thick growth of Merkin's wood, those <laughs> often find themselves at Camp Nowhere. The inhabitants of Camp Nowhere, a group resoundingly known for getting lost, but being terrible at taking direction. <laughs> so <laughs> I, am, I am geeking out that, uh, that I might have found a perfect writer for this, uh, for this module. So Yeah, that's, that's rad. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've met her a couple times. She's great. I, I think that this would also be a good time for Kafir to plug his uh, semi-regular uh, readings uh, where he. Oh, should we do a reading on screen on 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 your podcast? I, I, you know, uh, I, yes. I, I, I'm totally and he, yes, yes, yes. You have my blanket approval to do whatever you want to do on this show. <laughs> uh, you may regret this. Um, <laughs> normally, it takes some smooth jazz or elevator music to accompany this, but you could put something maybe in post. You just Consider have to. Done. Perfect. You just have to imagine the glass of scotch, the fire right. crackling in the background. Right. Give me get Ryan or uh, whoever. Give me a number, one and five. Between one and five. Yeah. Just three. Okay. Nah, that one's a short one. Okay. Without explanation. <clears throat> <laughs> no context. Just uh, if you're under 18 or easily offended uh, and you haven't shut this down yet, you might stay put. <laughs> now, I've seen more Japshais than an Oriental optician. But the shite of, of his kebab skewer made my fallopian fish stock slobber like there was a midget inside me with a super shoker. <laughs> when he removed his disco stick from my soft, tight anish, he was pleasantly surprised to see a hardened fudge nugget staring back at him. He knew I couldn't wait to consume the colon cobra off his tenderloin truncheon. 
The unrelenting orgasms from his long dong shelver raiding my thrilling pink golf bag made me come so hard I began sweating like a white mouse in a tampon factory. He found a giant corn snake on my mosquito bites just so he could shuck it up like a hungry, hungry hippo. Hours of fucking like this would leave any girl's hairy goblet looking like a gutted trout, and I was no different. Within no time, I could feel the shitty love pish weeping from my cocoa channel and all over my meaty hangers. Hours of pounding like this would leave any girl's panty hamster looking like Terry Waite's allotment, and I was no different. I awoke the next morning with my clearing in the woods still hemorrhaging. I, I thought it was over, but a spam javelin had other ideas. My mouth was so full of pink tractor beam and baby gravy, the love pish was draining down my chin and onto my super droopers. <laughs> pish pipe plowing deep into my hot pocket, the sensation of his eight inches of throbbing pink Jesus smashing my cervix made me quiver like Michael J. Fox licking a car battery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sweet hell. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for, for joining us on the last episode of Geekcast Live. We're doing this from now on. <laughs> this was not my original material. I got to say, I give credit to 50shadesgenerator.com. You, you are welcome. I want to emphasize that it cannot be overstated that uh, Flavor Text Adventures is a high quality, um, very, very serious, Family friendly, very serious, very serious undertaking um, uh, being developed by uh, rigorous and um, serious artists. Other than hardworking, me. diligent. On, on the other hand, but since we're sober. not serious artists, uh, Joe, it's your turn to be like, Sean Connery smut reader next week. You've got, you got seven days to prep. Perfect. I will yeah, practice. I, and I want and everyone want to, to come back that... to do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. We'll on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The shot, that I, that, was, yeah. That was That's got to be a regular segment. I have never in my life <laughs> said love piss. <laughs> <laughs> It's You're not welcome. called anything else from now on. <laughs> also, Pink Jesus. Pink Jesus. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I think there was a hairy goblet in there, but I'm not sure. I was, oh, this javelin. This I was reaching for a bourbon. <laughs> Did someone say ham javelin? <laughs> I think it was spam. spam. It was spam. Spam truncheon. Oh, <laughs> gorgeous. Awesome. Great. That was great. Crunching. That was great. Who's, Thank so who's you next? for that. Who's left? <laughs> Mike? Yeah, who wants to go after Alex, that? Mike? Yeah, uh, so I just finished Dragon Age Inquisition about mm -hmm. uh, five years later than everybody else. Nice. So that was pretty fun. I'm switching my attention to trying to finish up uh, Pillars of Eternity. Um, finally getting some gaming time and on a, on a creative note now that i'm quarantined i am getting back to doing concept art for um the spellmonger series which is a 15 some odd book series from a, a fantasy author very cool uh dame judy dench's 
granddaughter does the audiobook, so that's kind of cool. That is that's awesome. Cool. Not where I thought you were going with James Judy Dench after all those segments. I am going to do an impression of her reading awful. <laughs> Sold. I'd pay great money for it. Yeah, Dame Judy, Dame Helen. Uh, you could you could give me. I'd take a Cloris Leachman reading smut. It wouldn't matter. Ian McKellen. I think. I feel like Cloris would do it for five bucks in a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a sandwich. Approved. Rob spent his last five dollars in a sandwich. So right. Fucked. But I. <laughs> but I'll gladly uh, trade it for for that. Uh, has everybody gone? There's like 90 people on the show. I, I can't. I've lost track. <laughs> I think so. That's a yes. Alaska's still hanging in. Fantastic. Well, hey, I, I'm proud of you. And the rolling blackouts not taking not taking you out. <laughs> so far, it's commitment. Well, what are you geeking on, Alex? Well, I already told you about the uh, War Gods yeah. of Olympus book, but I'm. Uh... Oh yeah. I've also been, uh, I'm getting ready to run some D&D online for the first time ever in my life. Uh, nice. Running a, an old uh, adventure from White Dwarf in 1980 called wow. Halls of Tizen Fane, which is a short, like, I think it's only seven or eight pages in the book, but it's a really, really dense and fun little adventure, which I'm super stoked to run online. And uh, I don't know, the, the main thing that's eating up my life is finishing my finishing my very very late kickstarter and so i can get to lot so i can get so i can immediately jump back in and launch my next kickstarter yeah and, um of course i'm writing the stories for uh flavor text but yeah pretty much just uh um uh yeah it's, it's been fun going through like real old gaming magazines because i've been i've been playing D since i was about seven and uh, i still have a lot of stuff from back then and i, I worked at a game store back in college so i was able to really massively beef up my own collection of stuff and um been going through a lot of that looking for things that i can uh run online or use for online stuff so yeah that's that's been the other thing i'm geeking on awesome fantastic uh we, we'll post all your links and everything in the show notes guys um awesome th thanks Thank for you. coming on please don't be strangers it's been uh, a blast anytime you guys if you guys are launching something if you got a new anything you want to come tell people about just hit us up. Uh, you guys are welcome on it anytime. It was a pleasure. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me aboard. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. And where, where, guys. where can my Twitch people find you guys? Oh, excellent question. Look at uh, this guy. I like I this guy. If you're, if you're in my chat, just post a link. Um, but I uh, can absolutely do that. not easy to find. Uh, well, well, Joe, I know. Joe will Keep tell you out. how. Joe, tell him how to find well, us. Well, you can find us over at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Uh, did I miss any? I think that's all of them. Mm, you can also buy our merch and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, also, we're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcast live. Um, and you can buy stuff, uh, with our faces on it at, uh, gcl.threadless.com. Uh, gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. That is gcl.threadless.com. For well thought out and haphazardly designed t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys.
Absolutely. No problem. Thank you. It's been awesome. Good chat with you guys. Yeah, right. Stay on. safe. Have a See good one. Stay safe. Avi Zayn. Call your grandparents. Bye. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Nico here from the GeekCast Live podcast. We, as always, want to take a minute to give a tremendous thanks, a sincere thanks, and shout out to all of our patrons, uh, sponsors, and supporters. Without you guys, this train wreck couldn't happen. So, uh, thank you. Especially the one and only Mama Bear, the one and only Poly Nerds, Brandon Rust, old Pistol Pete DeCilio, Stewie from Queens, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lada Bartova, Danger Johnson, Darnell Savage, Dave the Fish, Christian Ramos, Davos Seaworth, Big Time Timmy Jim, Rob from Boston, uh, Alicia McGuire, the old K-Man, and uh, Six Finger Emily. You guys absolutely rock. Check,